0: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I want to start off by a hilarious comment in the chat. Um, I think the Penguins just scored again. <laughs> I know There's it feels a like that way right
1: <laughs> the, the longer this one went the more goals were going on the board it's it's as Yogi Berra said this is deja vu all over again I mean this is the ranger game we get 3-1 lead and the, the other team goes okay wait a minute we're better than this let's turn it on and I tell you what that third period the Pittsburgh Penguins look like the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby, milk and Rust—they uh, were just better, and they 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 dominated the game at the start of the third period until the end of the third period, and they were just absolutely.
0: The I mean, at least the Coyotes mixed it up and gave us a third period collapse as opposed to a second period collapse. Well, even so. better,
1: they had a third period lead. Like it was I know. three two. I, I had to go check my stats again because it felt like that was like early in the first when they were ahead, but no, it was because <laughs> it got it got ugly in the third. Like the shots on goal in the third at one point were they what were they 12 to 1, then 13 to 1 in shots in the third period alone. And you can't win a hockey game like that against a good team. You can't let them hang around. And and it, if you go back and dissect how this happened, I hate to say it, it's penalties again. And you can't put a team like that with that kind of skill on the power play and let them back in the game. And all they had to do was stay close because if they stay close, they have the guns that can go out and win. And we've talked about all season long teams that have that player or those superstar players that, you know, McKinnon, McDavid, Crosby, that can jump over the boards and expect them to score. Keller's a nice player. He's an all-star. He's playing great this year. He's not that. He's not when he steps on the ice, they go, oh shit, Keller's on the ice. We're in trouble. When another team has that, they always have a chance to get back into a game. And that's what happened. They just played better. They moved the puck better. And as Tyson Nash says, it ends up in the back of the net.
0: <laughs> and every time I felt like Matt would say, oh, like the Penguins power play, Crosby, Malkin, Rust, Gensel, Letang. It's like, how did they not score? Like, how yeah. do they not no, you're score? Right. That's just, a good
1: hockey team. They didn't win cups it's, it's a very on good accident. Right. Like they, this is a team right now that, that, that in the East, and if, if people listen to Rick talk at yesterday, he said this is the team he thinks can win the East. And mm-hmm. so they're on fire. They're the second hottest team in the national hockey league right now. They're 16 and two in their last 18. Um, Only Colorado's better at 17 and one. So I actually it was 17, one and two, but you get the point. They're really darn good right now. Um, So when you're playing one of the best teams in the league, you have to do the most important thing. We harp on it on this show over and over and over. You have to defend. And I don't know if if you watch that third period and the way the Coyotes left men open, turned pucks over. Man, it sure didn't look like they were defending very well instead of in front of Corel uh, Bamelka tonight. And that's that you need to defend better, period. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And people in the comments already bring up the chicken mistake on that one goal, which we'll get to, um, we'll go through the whole game, but let's just start with the overview. Um, this game by the numbers, it was one of those where you look and it's the third period, and all of a sudden you say to yourself, the coyotes only had 16 shots on goal. Like I just, for some reason, I think cause they scored three goals. It was just hard to believe that they only ended the game with 16 shots.
1: Yeah, and that's uh-huh. it. how many times on the trip we said 16, 17, 16, <laughs> 17. We, again, the, again,
0: like it just, if, you can't win games that way.
1: Right. And if you have 16 shots, you, you're going to have to win two to one or one nothing. You, you can't yeah. get in a shootout if you're only getting 16 shots on net. You're right, though. It didn't feel like that through two. They only had 11 shots through two periods. And I, I don't yeah. know if it felt like that.
0: It didn't. but And the Penguins had 36 shots, um, six goals, so scoring one every six times, if you want to break it down that way. Um, Coyotes one for two on the power play. Penguins two for three. And that's what you said. It's just you can't allow that team to have power play opportunities. And what bothered me about this game in particular was Liam O'Brien once again going to the box back to back. And one of them was for a delay of game penalty, which like, is just not a good penalty to take obviously not no penalty is a good penalty to take but that one is seems like it should be relatively avoidable and the penguins capitalize
1: yeah you know what you look at we talk about o'brien a lot here too he's in the the penalty box two more times tonight usually it's not for putting the puck over the glass i gotta give him that one it's usually for a (laughs) a stick infraction or, or a body foul but not for putting the puck over the glass. So that's a little bit rare, but again, you can't sit in a penalty box against a team that has that firepower on their power play. You just just can't. And that really was the turning point of the game, even though the coyotes take the three, two lead and, and let's give the coyotes credit too. They, they score a power play goal. Um, I thought their power play moved the puck well, and Clayton Keller off the power play, coming off uh, the pass from is and picking that corner. That's a hell of a shot, and that's what yeah. he can do. He's got the skill that he can beat a goalie clean. That's a there's no tip, there's no screen. Goalie sees it. That's a hell of a shot. That's an all star yeah. shot. Yeah,
0: that was uh, so. Awesome. It's good to see their
1: power play get clicking too.
0: Yeah, for sure. That was the Coyotes' first power play goals since January sixth. They had been over for twenty six since then. So good to see the Coyotes' power play um, gets an action. A lot of a lot of action on the special teams tonight for both teams. Um, uh, Schmaltz was hey, this his like, best game of the season so far?
1: He doubled his output on his goals. He comes into yeah. the comes into the game with two goals. Um, I thought he played well, and, and it's he's getting to the net and he's making those one on one plays that he needs to make. He still has to show. Now the big key is what does he do on Friday against the Boston Bruins? He needs to show up again. And that's been the knock on, on Schmaltz for his entire career, or his, at least his time here um, spent in Arizona. It's, can he put the second game together? Can he put the next shift together with a good shift? He needs to show that consistency. Oh, well, there we go, Leah. It's back. <laughs> we're
0: back to the street <laughs> racers. It. We're back. We're back
1: home. <laughs> and we're set, go. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's great to see him get that success. So he doubles his goal output from two to four. Um, I thought he was around the puck more. I thought he he made nice plays. I thought he he's. We're seeing what we want to see out of out of Nick Schmaltz. But again, he's got to do it again Friday and then he's got to do it again Saturday. And that's what we're seeing from Clayton Keller, where he's been able to put all of these games together and he put a 200 foot game together and he's playing consistently well. Schmaltz needs to do the same.
0: I have it's your Solan always coming in with the super chats and always coming in with flipping the perspective upside down. <laughs> um, what a win tonight. You know, if you want to look at it that way uh these think they have a chance to win a cup by giving up three goals on 15 shots What a terrible joke for a fraudulent has in franchise i don't know i think the penguins are gonna make a, a run but that's yeah, just my opinion but uh, we okay. appreciate but the super chat
1: the upside down standings thing is working for us the coyote fans today right they i think yep. last i looked the senators um were beating up on the buffalo sabers for nothing in and nothing yeah so it looks like they may um May move up in the standings over those pesky yotes.
0: Yep. yeah. And um, the Coyotes actually play Buffalo this weekend, um, on Saturday. And uh, I believe Sean will be at that game, so <laughs> yes, he will. So that should be an interesting one because Buffalo has slid from their relatively quote unquote hot start, just the start, I guess, that we didn't expect from them. Thanks for the Oh. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Charles. But um, just finishing up the conversation on Schmaltz, we, of course, uh, crowned Schmaltz, our DraftKings king of the game, two goals, one assist. Great night for him. Um, Had points on all three Coyotes goals tonight. So again, we hope that he can build on that momentum and carry that into this weekend. Like you said, and hopefully this is, you know, it's, it's, this was halfway through the season tonight. And he was out with injury for a lot of it. So hopefully for him at this point, this is the point where he's finding his legs and finding his groove um, because you want to see the individual efforts of, people on this team succeed. If this is how the season's going to go, I mean, the Coyotes have a horrible record, but so you would just hope that individual players can have success.
1: Yeah. And you have to look for those off, you know, those performances individually on the offensive side of the puck. And we've talked about Clayton Keller and Phil Kessel at times, um, Lawson Krause at times. It's nice to see another guy join that group, um, but he's going to have to do it on a more consistent basis because this team is hurting for offense on a nightly basis. So Nick Schmaltz is just going to have to find a way to do it again and again. It's great. Great. He had a great output tonight. Let, let's hope he can continue this Friday and Saturday because he needs to.
0: Definitely. Well, Craig's calls. Craig's calls. It's living room. Craig. <laughs>
2: right. Off, off the laser.
0: <laughs> oh, no. The people there. want the laser. The, my street gang has already made a, an appearance. So yeah, he missed laser. the first
1: race of the evening. <laughs> oh, nice. Well,
0: well Craig, uh, who did you talk to in the post game availability tonight?
2: Uh, just Nick Schmaltz and Andre Turini. We've been doing this a lot lately, off of losses on the road, where we just get uh, one player and uh, the coach, and, and let them get on their merry way. And it's, I don't know, you guys have probably already hashed through all this, but there's what do you say? They they got outscored 17 to six in the final three games of the series. Um, look, you can say that they, they were opportunistic tonight. They got three goals. They had a lead. But let's be honest, the Penguins were all over them most of the game. And it just, it felt like a matter of time before the, the floodgates were going to open. And sure enough, they did.
1: And Craig, it's it's kind of the same formula that we've seen over and over again. It's the defensive zone structure. It's leaving people all alone in front of the goaltender and it's untimely turnovers. And it's about one mistake leads to the second that leads to the third and leads to a goal. And they're going to have to find a way to defend better. If they're only going to get 16 shots on goal.
2: I keep thinking about you, you've been saying that all season and w- when you're constructed the way the Coyotes are constructed, you're not going to score a lot of goals. So you have to, you have to sort of accept who you are and play a style that is most conducive to winning. And it, it, you know, while you can say some good things about how Andre Tourigny's teams continue to play hard and they really are bought in and they really do seem to be supporting each other, that's troubling to me that they haven't figured that out halfway through the season now. And we reached the midpoint of the season tonight. They're still not defending well. And, and look, some of that happens because they're defending all the damn time and you're going to have breakdowns when you're just getting dominated in possession. But some of the mistakes they make are... You would think that, that they would have corrected some of those things by now, their fundamental mistakes or their mental errors or what, you know, like what's Jacob Jacob doing at the offensive blue line on that one goal tonight, just waiting for the puck to get to him instead of making sure he gets to it and not allowing the odd men rush the other way. That's those are those are the uh, mistakes that you just you can't figure out at this stage of the season.
1: And there's two things. This team hasn't hasn't shown that they're able to recover from those mistakes and and, and move on offensively and go okay. Well, we get we gave that one up. We're going to get by. Chick, hey, it's okay, buddy. We're going to get that one back for you. They haven't shown that. They haven't shown the ability to defend. And I will say this: the the goals on the power play, uh, those are those are unbelievable goals by an incredibly high skilled hockey team. Like I'm not faulting anybody on those PK goals, but when you go past those. If you go back and look at some of the soft plays that they made in their defensive zone when they're moving the puck or trying to get the puck out of the zone or going to retrieve a puck, it's, you know the, those things can be corrected. That, that that's just a little bit of you know elbow grease and hey let's get the puck out of the zone. you know the, they used to talk funny when when the Polish Olympic team would play the Canadian Olympic team. you got no chance so they would call it Polish <laughs> defending. You'd call it Polish defending you put five guys back inside your zone all the time. And you just flip the puck back out over. You flip it over, and you hope at some point in the game you're going to get a breakaway the other way, and you can win one nothing. And that's what we talk about defending. They have to defend better. And if they don't, they're going to end up like this more often because guess what? Friday, it's Marchant, Bergeron, <laughs> Pasternak. This is – I, Rick Tonkin said Pittsburgh was his team in the East. I really like the Boston Bruins, and I think if they get good, solid goaltending, I like their defense, and I think this team is deep. I like Boston. Boy, it doesn't get any easier on Friday night.
0: Absolutely
2: like, not. think get Buffalo on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, and coming up a big big ass kicking tonight. They they're having a tough time tonight with the the Senators 5-0 final yeah. for the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Yeah, not a good week for Buffalo, sorry Sean.
1: Wow, <laughs> too soon, Leah, too soon.
0: Um well, Craig, what we've really touched on so far was just um Schmaltz having doubling his scoring output. Um we talked about the penalties against the Coyotes that resulted in and just how Basically, just how good the Penguins are. Um, what else from this game do you want to highlight?
2: <laughs> no, no. I think you hit it on not the head. But I think that was but maybe... it. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe you guys may have already touched on this. It was it was nice to see him have this sort of game where he, where you see okay, there's the dynamic through the middle of the ice guy that we we've seen on occasion in the past, and it's been such a disjointed season for him with with injuries and COVID, but we haven't seen enough of that from Nick Schmaltz. I mean, we, we talk about this with a lot of players, but consistency, it, it hasn't been there for Nick Schmaltz his entire time as a Coyote. Can this be a time where he launches into it? I don't know. I, I almost feel like the the body of evidence is out on Nick Schmaltz at this point that we're going to get some glimpses of just immense talent like this. And then there are other stretches where he just doesn't have an impact on the game.
0: And what about, what do you both think about Vimelka's performance tonight? Because... You know, it's not like the team really helped him in front. In front, but there were some plays I feel like that could have been prevented.
1: I I don't know. Like I, I can't fault him on that. This is this is, you know, you get that pass between Sidney Crosby's legs, and you get they move the puck so well, and a couple of them are deceptive. When Sidney Crosby scores that goal, where he's driving through the middle. He's surrounded by three coyotes. Uh, for Crosby to be able to pick the puck out of that pile was amazing. I don't know how we expect Vemlko to pick it up out of that pile. I don't have a problem. I didn't think he was swimming. I, I don't think he was. Hey, he wasn't his forty-sixth shutout in Winnipeg performance. vamelka he wasn't that. But I, I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem with the way he played tonight, Craig.
2: Yeah, I thought there was maybe one goal that he he could have stopped. But, and you want your goalie to make big saves. You want him to steal a couple. But. Yeah, those were there were there were some world class goals in this game tonight. Uh, Brian Boyle's goal was ridiculous too.
1: Pittsburgh's but a again, really all top. alone, right? All, all yeah. alone in front of the net. Literally, how all many all. tonight? How many tonight were a guy all alone in front of the net? It was just too many times. Yeah. The last thing for me, and and I don't know where where you're at with Craig with this on on, on the information you have. So now they're coming back home. They don't play till Friday. You've got Roussel and Dzingel are in COVID. We haven't heard much
2: about I know too. Russell is out of the COVID protocols. He was actually with them in Pittsburgh, but they just decided not to play him because he hadn't okay. practiced. Practice Isn't
0: Mayo in protocol too still? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So is there any news uh on either like we haven't talked about Beagle in a long time. Is is there anything new with Beagle?
2: No, I mean the that timeline was pretty long, so he's okay. he's just in the rehab. So
1: nothing product. no reinforcements are coming for Friday. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, Russell could be back in the lineup, the Zingle could be as well. Um, but you know it's
1: and mm-hmm. last time Dzingle came back, came back after missing time, he got two goals, including the game winner. So hey, let's hope he can give it a little bit of a spark coming into play the Boston Bruins. Let's hope.
0: Absolutely. Well, I know this is like so early in the show to get to this, but we've brought it up like three times. Tonight was halfway through the Coyote season. This is 41 games tonight. So let's look at the punch card. Halfway. There's PD's sound effect from his phone. That was very good, PD.
1: Can you believe oh, it's no. only halfway? It's space. I it, it, it cannot believe it's halfway. Sometimes <laughs> it feels like this season is an eternity. Like we're almost at the end of January. We should be farther. And again, you go to COVID protocols and and so forth on games getting canceled. So we are a little behind. But But to Bill Armstrong and his crew, you're 41 games through and you're almost exactly where you wanted to be.
0: Uh, The record right now is 10, 27 and four. And that's halfway. So can the coyotes
1: win 20? 20? We talked about 20 being the number. And actually, I think if we go back and rewind the preseason show, I'm pretty sure we said 18. I'm pretty sure we said it's 18. And if you take into account the trade deadline and what this team is going to look like after that, 18 might be a pretty good number. And it would be one of the few things that we've got right on this show because if when, <laughs> when we rewind and pick our Calder and our Islander Stanley
0: Cup winner. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had Louis Erickson leading the team in goals. How's that turning out? So yeah, we, we'll, we'll, <laughs>
2: Chikrin, we'll I think that. I had Chikrin
0: leading the team in points.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We also have him as a fixture of the franchise going forward. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll just skip all of that and say we were really close on the on the team wins.
0: Oh man, well. The Coyotes are halfway through the season, but right now the NFL is wrapping up. And this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, you can bet on any of the four remaining teams to win their game. Bet five dollars, and if they win, you will win two hundred and eighty dollars in free bets. So counting down to Super Bowl fifty-six, new customers you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using the promo code PHNX can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. If you're not a new customer, you can do same-game parlays, um, do multiple-game parlays, just make it more fun. It definitely adds to the excitement watching football um, when you're betting on it. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up at $5 and on a team to win. And if they do, you get 280 in free bets that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Um, all right. I missed a super chat from Mr. Salon again. Be nice to Chikrin. He literally can't buy one. I know. It's <laughs> hasn't been his... Hasn't yeah, he wasn't
1: around it offensively. I thought he was he, on this trip. He had a few opportunities. He had a couple of one timers, but I didn't feel that from him tonight. I didn't feel like he had, he was the offensive threat that we still want him to be. And I don't know if it's confidence. We've talked about it all season, but, but hopefully, hopefully the corner turns from him in the second half.
2: I can't help but wondering if this is uh, weighing on him. You know, all the all the rumors. I, I don't know how you block it out as a player when, when you're hearing all those rumors on a daily basis. And it is it's 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 ridiculous how many times I, I read something about Jacob Chikrin possibly going somewhere or the offers for him. It's been going on for more than a month now. It's it's crazy. You, it, you're you only human. Um, there's no way you can block that out entirely.
1: Yeah. And I know we, we you hear a lot. Well, they're professional athletes and, you know, hang on. He's a kid. He's literally a kid who owns a home here and going, okay, gosh, I read this article today. It says I might be going to Boston. Oh, tomorrow. Gosh, I heard I might be going to Florida. Can you imagine getting up in the morning and not knowing or, or there's an opportunity that you may be leaving your home and your friends and the, fran- the only franchise you've ever known? I mean, how does it not affect you? If you're not, you're you're kidding yourself. I get it. I, I do understand for a veteran player that's 30, 35, that's been through this five, six times, that that knows. Like Riley Nash, Riley Nash has been around. He, he's he's been on several teams. He, so if he wakes up tomorrow and says, "Oh, we're waving and you're going to someone else," it's different. He's living in a hotel. He didn't build roots here. So for it not to affect him, I think it's difficult. You hope he, he can find a way to play through it because this team really needs his offense but to say that it doesn't affect somebody's really really hard to just dust it off as hey get through it kid. PD how do you think scouts pro scouts react
2: when they're coming through to see Jacob Chikrim play this season knowing what's on the table knowing it's going to take a lot I mean do you it, it, in some ways it's it's a small sample but now we're through half a season and he's really struggled this season so if you're a pro scout reporting back to your GM who's relying on your advice on whether he should make this trade or not
1: What's your takeaway? What do you tell the GM? You know, it's a gamble because when you look at Jacob Chikrin's body of work, he's never been an outstanding defender. And his rush reads, we've always said, oh, gosh, we wish he was a little bit better and he's going to mature into that defensive player. But you always could say he can score. And he's always a threat on the power play. You take that away. Gosh, it, it, you're, if you're a scout right now, you're putting your neck on the line because they are asking such a high price. He better pay off. The thing is, where are these other teams are looking for Jacob Chikrin to fit, Jacob Chikrin to fit into their lineup. Jacob Chikrin's not going to be a 1-2 on these teams running to a Stanley Cup final. He's going to be a 3-4. And yeah. if you put Chikrin in a 3-4 role, give him power play starts, offensive zone starts, change his role, put him with an experienced defenseman on the back end, lessen his defensive liability time, I think there's something still there, and that's going to be the gamble. Can you give up those assets, whether it's one or two first-round picks? Is it a prospect and a player? Whatever that package looks like, it's going to be a big package, and you are hoping that Jacob Chikrin with a little confidence and the right mix with the right players can be the guy that we've seen in the past. I think he can offensively. Um, I still don't know what his ceiling is in the defensive end, but I know he can play offensively and he, his numbers are going to come back at some point, whether it's here or at another team. That's what I think.
0: Uh, I like the conspiracy theories in the chat that he's tanking his own trade value. (laughs) Um, So that's a funny theory. And also as a transition, Nick actually just in the chat for something fun. How about Yandel nice accomplishment. Um, We are for sure going to talk about Keith Yandel tonight and we're going to do it now because there is 15 seconds left in that game. Islanders up four, three Philadelphia has the empty net. So it looks like barring something happening that that game will end soon. And I believe Craig, are you going to be going to the Philadelphia Flyers post-game availability?
2: TBD. We're well into this show now. What are we? Thirty minutes in. So, uh, with the timing of it, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. We have we okay. have some good video of Keith now. I think that's that's usable that we can show people that we do. Pretty much how it feels?
0: Definitely do. So, for those who may not be aware, although it has been all over the internet today, tonight, Keith Yandel broke Doug Jarvis's Iron Man record streak tonight. Um he'd held that record since 1987 and he passed him tonight with 965 consecutive games played. Um this is the graphic updated right before he had that accomplishment, but as you can see here this is the list um can Yandel passed Jarvis tonight and in third place is Phil Kessel, who by the end of the season, barring any injury or anything else, could also pass, pass Doug, Doug Jarvis. It doesn't seem like he'll pass Yandel, uh, once again, barring anything happening, but just an absolutely insane list to see.
2: Yeah, and, and and Petey, you were here, I mean, you were inside the the dressing room with Keith, so you know as well as anyone, the thing that people always talk about with him is what a great teammate he was, how he, he lifted guys with his sense of humor, with his positivity. Um, really happy to see this happen for him. Obviously, a lot of Coyotes fans would have loved to see it happen in Arizona because he was such a a fixture of this franchise for so long. And and really still the brunt of those games that we just talked about on the graphic were played in a Coyote sweater. So it would be great to be able to sort of honor them here, but maybe they'll get that opportunity at some point.
1: What surprises me most about this list is of those guys that you put up on the screen, three of them are modern day players in the modern mm-hmm. day game. Mm-hmm. And f- f- the way this game speed has picked up It's, it's so much more dangerous because of the speed for these guys to get through that and be able to play this long in this era of hockey to me is absolutely amazing. Now I would like to know how many times that it came close. (laughs) for keith yandle to go gosh and and it under normal circumstances if it was any other player that he would have been out of a lineup either with illness or or with injury because i've seen it from the the phil kessel side and there were times you're like we got to the rink in the morning and you're like there's no way phil can play today like there's no way he can barely walk like and that wasn't once or twice that's a handful of times he can't walk and somehow you know Between, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and seven o'clock game time, he squeezes his foot in a boot and he gets out there and plays. So that's a testament to those guys. And for what Craig said about Keith Yandel, he's a guy that has priority straight. He understood it's a game. He has fun out there playing hockey. It's probably why he could play so long because he has fun doing it. He has fun every time he steps on the ice, one of the best teammates. And you know, you've talked to plenty of players here, Craig that have played with him. He's one of the best teammates and best guys in the game. So it couldn't happen to somebody nicer.
0: I absolutely, absolutely thrilled for Keith Yandel. Um, just want to make sure I address the super chat from Sammy G. We need to get the hockey eye on PHNX. also to the other teams in the NHL. You want Chikrin in it, give GM Bill Armstrong a King's ransom. Also congrats Yandel just hitting on all the topics, Sammy. Nailed Thank it. you for your super chat. Um, Lots of comments, everyone missing Yandel. I will never forget that trade and how sad I was when mm-hmm. that happened. No, um, that was, and
2: that was like the first I, I, of my time covering the guys. I really remember being struck by that one in spite of what they were getting at the time. It looked really interesting what they were getting from the Rangers. But it was it was tough on a lot of people in that room to see Keith Yandel headed out.
0: Definitely. And something he had said in his um availability was you know every day that I get to play with an NHL jersey on my chest is like I don't take that for granted and I think that kind of goes back to what you said about um, he just loves playing the game and it it, there's sometimes you have to have your attitude overcome some of that physical pain or all you know anything that would bar you from getting that record so um, really great to see from Yandel, and we'll get to what everyone has to say about Keith, but let's hear what he has to say um, himself about this accomplishment and also about his time in Arizona.
3: You know, I've said it a million times. Shane Doan is the, is the number one guy that, that helped me, um, took me under his wing uh, as soon as I got there. And then another guy, Derek Morris, um, he was my deep partner. He taught me a lot on the ice and off the ice. Uh, two guys, Shane and Derek, that I drove to the rink with um, guys that I, uh, you know, really enjoyed being around and uh, definitely help mold me into being a pro and, and um, you know, seeing the game uh, a little bit differently. You know, I remember Ray Whitney said to me um, when I was young, he said, as long as there's a NHL um, symbol on your jersey, that that means you're having a good day. So uh, I've taken that for granted. Uh, I haven't taken that for granted. Sorry that um, you know we play in the best league in the world uh, with the best guys, um, and it's you know it's truly a blessing to 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 put on an NHL uniform every day.
0: It's just crazy to even imagine that that career and this accomplishment started here in the desert. And I think we have another graphic that shows breaking down team by team. Um, where all those games were played. And the majority of them were here in Arizona. Hmm.
2: You know, on the the topic of longevity for those three modern era guys, I actually did a story a couple of years ago on Patrick Marlowe, Phil Kessel, and Keith Yandel. And, and one of the things, Petey, you know, JP Major, used to be the Coyote Strength and Conditioning Coordinator. Um, one of the things he said to me is just, Sports science is so much better than it used to be. Their their training methods, everything that they do, taking care of the body, is better than it used to be. And he thought that that probably played into the streaks that we're seeing. I always wonder what it's like to be Patrick Marlowe right now, who was right in the race for this with the other two guys, and then just couldn't find a taker. I, I don't even job. know if he's officially retired yet. So the streak, I think, is officially still alive, but. It, i mean at, at his age he's probably not gonna i mean at this point he's just, he's just getting lapped by the other two guys so it's not like he even has a chance anymore
1: you're right and and someone brought up in the comments that it's not it's in the earlier era guys didn't wear helmets so it's much more dangerous so there are things that you can see prolonging it the equipment is better the training is better the diets are better the way these guys train and prepare is better but the one thing over the last two seasons there's one thing you can't control and that's covid and for these guys not to end up on the COVID-19 list I, I and I'm so glad Jan's got there tonight because I never wanted to put that out into the universe because you can't control that. You you can't tape that. You can't wrap that up in a better bandage and get out and play. So to do that is just amazing. And I wonder, I'd wonder. i like to ask him if over the last two months he is masking up everywhere and being as cautious as he possibly can with hand sanitizer and gloves just knowing he had to make Tape it. up so, his
2: nose so
1: when they do the swabs. Yeah, something, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a, and they say this on all of these big records, when or how does it ever get beaten? And I think when you look at Kessel and Yandel, it's going to come down to who plays the longest. Like, yeah. does somebody sign Kessel next year? Does he have a job next year? Is he going to a trade? It's, it's really going to be who signs these guys. And that's what happened to Marlowe. So we'll, we'll wait and see. I think they're both still effective players. So I think that there is still time for them to play more. But who knows how it ends?
0: Definitely. Uh,
1: Ray Whitney and Derek Morris still live in Arizona.
2: Yeah, I believe. Well, I know Wits does. And I believe Morris lives here, too, because he's still coaching. Right, Petey? Yeah, he is. Yep.
0: yep. So we were talking we were giving, you know, our two cents on Yandel and how he is as a guy but um Shane Jones and Adrian Akoin and uh, Doug Jarvis also had some stuff to say so let's pull up we'll start with the Shane Doan quote on Keith Yandel Um, he said I have hundreds of Yan stories everyone does because he connects with everyone and makes everyone feel like they're his best friend it's his gift and he uses it well he makes people's lives around him better with his positive attitude and his eagerness to make sure they're enjoying themselves and feel important and I just like everything that I read about Keith Yandel and I never had the chance to interact with him like you guys did but you can see almost why he has this record it's like he we said it he loves the game his teammates love him and it's, it's still fun for him um so just a great co- quote from Shane Doan on on Keith Endel
1: yeah. yeah. We're going to put him in the back pocket of the PHNX on our list of guys we got to get on the show. I yeah. I'm sure he's going to get one or two interview requests in the next 24 hours. No. So we'll put it we'll put yeah. it off into the future and, <laughs> and maybe in a in a show during the off season we can get him in where he's relaxed and and sit and really talk about his career here and and how the questions we just asked. How do you stay healthy for that long? How do you do it? Like, what do you do? And the, I'm, I, I've watched him. He's not a killer in the gym. Like, he's not the guy that oh, he's like, he does what he's got to do. He's in shape and he's physically conditioned, but he's not the guy that, busting his ass in there every day, killing it. So maybe
2: he and Phil Kessel have the
1: secret then. Maybe that's it.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe honestly that's it. what the heck.
1: I mean, that's that's so true. The, rest of the league?
0: Oh I mean, maybe my god,
1: we'll just have to
0: see. That's hilarious. Well, that's what um Adrian O'Coin uh, touched on in his quote about Yandel. Um, if you pull it up, he said, Oh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Sammy, um, the O'Coin quote about Yandel, um, he said, I truly an amazing accomplishment. I can't imagine how many bumps, bruises, muscle peaks you'd have to play through to never miss a game during that stretch, block shots, retrieving pucks with crazy four checkers, so many possibilities for injuries, pretty much impossible. It's so true. That's exactly what we said. And while we're at it, we'll just pull up the Jarvis quote on both Yandel and Kessel. I think it's just a credit to their perseverance, their desire, their hunger to play and their consistency to be in the lineup night after night that has value to their teams.
1: And that's the other part. You can talk about injuries and stuff, but there are, especially earlier in both of their careers, where there were a time when, when, there's lineup decisions. This guy he doesn't mix well with this team, or or you know what, he's not hot right now. Let's let's give him a seat and let him put him up in the press box for a few games. That happens, especially early in a career. So you could see not only the injuries, but being able to stay in the lineup every day. And you know, Wally Pip was a guy who, who took his spot. It was it who took Wally? Who did Wally Pipp Was it Joe DiMaggio took Wally Pip's spot very one day? And you you, you can't miss. You can't, oh, it was Lou Gehrig. I'm sorry, it was Lou Gehrig. The boy Pip, he missed one day. And guess what? Lou Gehrig went in and never missed another game. You have to fight for your job every day because there is some 19, 20, 21-year-old kid behind you that's working just as hard as you are trying to take your job away. So these guys prepare, they plan, and they work hard when they hit the ice. And you can say that of both, both of those two players. When they hit the ice, they work hard on all every shift. And we talked about consistency early in the game. Watch Phil Kessel when he plays. I mean, he doesn't always score. He's not always successful. But I tell you what, he sure as hell is trying, and you can say the same about Keith Yen.
0: For sure. Well, I just want. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make sure we acknowledge Sammy's super chat. Uh, why is Mike Smith such a hothead? But
1: have you seen the standings? <laughs> How do you oh, not get? My, hot?
0: I don't know. The Oilers are coming in hot for the for the tank. I don't know, and the Flyers.
1: It's zero zero in the Canucks right now. Five minutes in, so we'll see. I don't even know who's in goal. HK, I guess.
0: <laughs> the Flyers are coming for the tank too. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. thank gosh the Coyotes built up such a such a buffer there because those teams have <laughs> to really fall. Like that like okay. the, the Oilers, that's a 16 point lead. I think they're pretty safe and the Flyers Man, the Flyers they got 10 points. They're 10 points behind the Flyers. That's a lot, a lot of hockey games. So yeah, but uh, the Oilers will just jump them in the lottery anyway. Like they Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. Who wins the lottery? If it's gonna be if it's gonna be the Flyers, the Oilers, or the Coyotes? Well, the Coyotes are gonna get third in that. I don't care what the competition is. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo next is like, yeah. always Buffalo sneaks in. <laughs> Edmonton's gonna get it. Edmonton's gonna get their seventh first round pick in 20 years. You wait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I of- will,
0: there will be riots in the streets. I Should swear. be riots
1: in
2: the street. <laughs> <leave. Okay>. Oh,
0: um, Mr. Dolan? Why no PHNX Roadrunners? Last super chat of the night. LOL. Um, there is no PHNX Roadrunners, but here at PHNX Coyotes, we do cover the Roadrunners. In fact, um, we will have another episode of Down the I 10 coming for you this week, so stay tuned for that on the PHNX. YouTube channel, as well as the PHNX Coyotes, wherever you get your podcast, It will be both video and audio. Um, We also have plans to hopefully go down to Tucson and actually just cover a Roadrunners game. Um, But we have seen a lot of the Roadrunners players come up to the Coyotes this season, and Craig is always doing his prospect reports at gophnx.com. So if you haven't checked those out as well, um, become a member and do so. And by the way, you guys, do you see my new shirt? southwest bias um love it i also got my coyotes sticker pack today and me
1: a sticker pack.
0: i got my back va shirt let's go yeah I got mine it. came
1: in the mail today too leah nice shirt um, i know craig's is yeah. probably on back order
0: <laughs> yeah craig uh, is That's not back getting me. a back va shirt he's, back, he's not no, not good. But, um, but Sean, you guys can't see Sean, but he's throwing a fork forks up down below. I can see him um, doing it. But um, yeah,
2: is our name TCSN Sports? Is that what it is? Oh,
0: T T C S N. That that doesn't quite roll off the tongue, but Arizona you know. and Phoenix
2: is the University of Arizona <laughs> in the Valley. I don't, I don't think so.
0: Wow. Well, <laughs> um, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because U of A has a huge game tonight and uh, Mike Luke will be going live on the PHNX Wildcats post game show. So be sure to check that out as well. I always want to spread the love to everybody else on PHNX. All right. Anything else that we didn't touch on either on the game on Phil Kessel? We didn't even talk about the fact that Phil Kessel was returning to Pittsburgh. He didn't really oh, like but, do a ton in this game. Yeah,
2: so. He did it. I was kind of hoping he would because yeah. <laughs> his career is just as fascinating with all that he's been through. With uh, you know, basically being hated in Boston, being chased out of Toronto, he was he was spectacular those two
1: postseasons in Pittsburgh when they won back to back Cup. Such yeah, a argue, arguably an MVP in one of those yeah. outings in the playoffs. You I know, agree. Crosby gets the award, but but there, you could have argued that was a Phil Kessel um, was the best player in that playoffs that year.
2: He's in the Ironman conversation, conversation, as we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. And within the next less than two months, Phil Kessel is going to be on the move again. I, I really wonder where he's going to end up when it's all said and done. But he's proved to me that this season, I think, is his best season as a Coyote. I don't know how you feel, Petey, but from a production standpoint, definitely.
1: Well, one of the things he's changed this year in in – He's always been a good shooter, and he's always been a guy in the power play that can walk across the top of the circle and have it and fire fire the puck and beat a goalie clean. The one thing he's done and added to his game here in Arizona is his ability to make a pass. My God, does he pass the puck hard! Like when you watch him, it's tape to tape and it's a bullet. Like he puts it through sticks, he puts it over sticks. He his playmaking abilities this year are, are something that we haven't seen since he's been here. I know it's part of his repertoire. He's a high skill guy. But that part of his game, I think over the last few years, he's tried to do too much himself, and he's tried to you know, take it all on himself to i got to get the goals because that's what they got me for. I need to score. I need to score. This year, he's been able to distribute the puck more, and he's been able to be a better playmaker, and I think that's something he's added. So if I'm on a team that's looking to win a Stanley Cup, can Phil Kessel help me? I think he can. I, I don't know if he's going to be in a top six, He could be in a bottom six, but he's going to play on the power play. And yes, there are teams that need guys that can score on the power play. And when you look on the standings, those top teams that aren't scoring on the power play, they need a guy like Phil Kessel. So I think he does move at the deadline.
0: Another super chat from Sammy. Last one. Any current or former Coyotes players fans in and out burger besides Phil Kessel? I'm sure they all are in and out is delicious.
1: Protein style, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nothing like a nothing like a Neapolitan shake from in n out. That's what I wanted last night so bad. But Sean was just going to Whataburger, so I had to settle for a Whataburger shake. <laughs> Thoughts? No opinions.
1: Craig, <laughs> oh, Craig, I don't hear Craig.
2: Whoop, well, I got my mute on. Oh, I
1: don't know what happened there.
2: Austin Matthews is not coming at the trade deadline. Can we get that out of the way for the comments? Yeah. He's
1: not? He? We can't put a package together to get Austin down here for, for the playoff run?
2: I don't yeah. know if any of these retired players are playing in the Waste Management Open Pro-Am. I'm sorry, I haven't followed that that closely. Uh, what, what else haven't we addressed here? I look 10 years younger. I like this one. I want to want to Andrew, it's the lighting. I I stay in dim lights. That's how I. I do still it.
1: go to the hair gel. I don't know what it is, but you do look younger. The gray seems to be gone. It must be the lighting. I, I, I uh, don't know. the because
2: the gray is all in the sideburns here.
1: I'm gonna have to <laughs> shave my beard because that's where my gray is. I might lose ten years if I just shave my beard. I'm on it.
0: That would no, be not, that not. would be fascinating. Um, well, Phil. Speaking of Phil Kessel, um, Rick talk it yesterday we asked if he still talks to him and he said he's having a good season. So he's not going to bother him, which was um, a funny comment. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch um, the Rick Tocke interview, head over to the, after you've finished this, you can go back in the pH and YouTube channel and watch that. It's also on um, podcast as an audio episode as well. So make sure to listen to that. There's some hilarious stories um, from coaching days with PD. Did you Craig watch the, Arthur the dog video and did you cry?
2: Yes and yes, my entire family cried. First of all, PD, it was the same same feeling when I walked into the living room. I was like, "All right, we're gonna watch because my 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 youngest wanted to watch a movie. I'm like, we're gonna watch this video first. It's only 14 minutes long, and there's just eye rolling. And then I told I them, you know it's about a dog, and they're like, okay, whatever. And then by the end, of course, they're just just sobbing everybody's sobbing That's
1: the same on everybody. it's the same reaction every time someone walked in the room I said talk it's going to be about a dog he's like come on a dog really a dog and he watched it and then Phil Halsey walked in and we're going to show a dog a dog like a dog and the players the first minute are rolling their eyes and all of a sudden oh, 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 look at that dog and I sincerely when people go watch it it's a feel good it's a feel good happy ending it's really it really is it's a good it story. Is. It's it is 13 minutes it's a- long
0: it's a more feel good, happy ending than this game. So if yeah, you need a palette cleanser, if you need a palette cleanser from tonight, you can go over. We tweeted out from the Page underscore Coyote's Twitter account, which by the way, as of this very moment, 50 more followers away from 2,500.
1: Oh, 50. So My, that's a big that's a big jump in the last two weeks.
0: Almost, almost hit that there. goal. The people Craig's want to see getting Craig. thirsty. <laughs> the people want to see Craig um, finish an okay. IPA. So, you know, chipping so, away at uh, our goals. I, I feel like. We're get a I'll good t-
1: one, right? Like
0: we'll get I'll a good one. Like we're going to get a good beer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It like, doesn't we'll have, have, it could
0: be a mild IPA. Yeah. I'll well, take one.
1: A, a IPA.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I haven't tasted one yet. A lot of people have made that promise to me. Oh, you'll like this one.
1: You'll, you'll <laughs> like this one. This is the one, Craig. This is one of all the IPAs. This is the one that you're definitely going to like because they're not all the same. Well, yeah, they are.
2: Sammy Very D, good. that's a toss-up. I don't know. Ketchup or IPA, those are... Wow. I don't know. I, don't, wow. I can't answer
1: that.
0: Wow. Well, maybe those next, next, next Twitter.
1: Maybe next show. Next Twitter away. goal.
0: In between the three thousand and the twenty five hundred, maybe like two thousand seven hundred and fifty, I'll I'll have to wear an ASU shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll
1: have to explain something for you. We, we yeah, we, that's fair. Yeah, yeah well, we, we can on that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's only I think fair. I do think that's fair too. So um, everyone,
2: well, let's just throw it out there now. Everybody should start thinking about. <laughs> Best way to punish Leah? They already know, starved so her, so they We can't. already got it for Mac at thirty five hundred, so maybe we, we extend it out to like thirty seven fifty or four thousand. But if 4, we get to 000? four thousand, we got to come up with something really good for Leah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I already didn't get to eat dinner that one time. Yeah, there was breaking, there. Had <laughs> had breaking news. Breaking
1: news. We're on a fast. Oh my god! So that's out. It...
0: Oh it's coming. Lord. The
1: time is coming.
0: All right, you guys, any final thoughts on the game, on Keith, on anything else before we head out?
2: Halfway through the season, the coyotes are who <laughs> we thought they were. We are oh
0: I know how to I know how to end I know how to end it. Um let's throw up the rebuild reminder because I think <laughs> that, that is
2: thing, by the way. Somebody wants to see your drift car.
1: <laughs> maybe that's the challenge maybe we get her out at the um the, the phoenix raceway
3: the
0: phoenix race. <laughs>
1: that's and make, make we Leah do like staged the... break-in of
2: leah's apartment
0: we're rebuilding the franchise not my apartment door come on all but, right yeah. rebuild reminder there it is <laughs> you can take yep. it off
1: <laughs> yeah that, and that's right where they want to be almost like, who who would have thunk that they'd be battling with at this point in the season? If you would have said at the beginning of the year they would be battling for the seller with the Montreal Canadiens, the Stanley Cup finalist, Montreal Canadiens, forty-one games in. They've both played forty-one games, and the Arizona Coyotes are ahead by one point, twenty-four to twenty-three. They're and now after tonight, what were the Coyotes? Uh, they are now leading the the minus race. Yep. So differential track. and that's usually the big key to who finishes where and so they're oh gosh i don't even know what it is now they're minus 66 and the montreal canadians are minus 64 in plus minus goals so that's usually a good indicator there's a lot of hockey left and they play each other one more time in, in montreal right am i right yeah i think
2: though was that a sound effect or an
1: actual?
0: They they heard that they heard that I might be driving a car. In the
1: we need the, we do need that graphic. Leah and her drift car. <laughs> we should start designing the PHNX drift car.
0: The for Leah's, Leah's street track. racing gang. Oh my gosh! Well, everyone, thank you so much um, for tuning in to our post game show. Once again, we will be back with a down the I ten episode. This week, So stay tuned to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and the PHNX Coyotes on, wherever you get your podcast. Please um, subscribe. Leave us a review, a five-star review. All of that really, really helps. Um, and please follow PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter if you haven't done so already. We're so close. Maybe we can hit it um, by this weekend. And um, someone might have a birthday coming up, so maybe it'll be a good birthday gift for that someone.
2: Nobody that I know of. <laughs> you just had a birthday yeah, yes no, not mine i know i was told else.
0: not to acknowledge it so it's i'm somebody else i'm towing the line here but just know that two people that i am on the show with have january birthdays i'll just throw that <laughs> out there um, So, we'll, so know. yeah we'll, we'll end on that one um we'll be back for our post game shows friday and saturday night as well and until then have a great week, everyone, and we'll be back later this week. Good night.